This episode of Important of True is brought to you by Quip. Compact, well-designed, elegant, convenient electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> it's. Oh, shit. What? what? My phone started ringing. Sorry. Oh, uh, oh. we didn't hear that. <laughs> Attention, Nick, do not do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, very jarring. Hang up now. Was... <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run. <laughs> it's December 14th, 2017. And this is Important If True. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Welcome. I, I feel Welcome. Here we are, back at it again, Nick and yeah. a computer. Yep. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I mean, that's a that's a big big claim, I guess, but we'll go with that. I don't know if you can promise that. Yeah. No. Everything's this fine year, in though. Canada. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> no. Is everything fine? Not at all. No. No. Wait, we actually, there's actually an email <laughs> on that. Oh, okay. Wait, what's wrong, what's wrong in Canada, um, Nick? Is there trouble in Canada? Yeah, is there... <laughs> Something in <laughs> something happening in Canada. Nick is digging himself into a weird hole. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's funny you say that because we actually have an email. I wasn't planning on reading this now, but I'm gonna go ahead. You I want to hear this Canada can news. It. Do it, whatever. Uh, Troy writes, "I would love to hear more about Nick's move to Canada. I'm personally really interested in moving to Canada because, in many ways, it seems more hospitable to starting a family as a freelancer." with the healthcare, good public schools, and government grants supporting my particular industry. I'd love to know what your experience is like in Canada as a non-citizen and the transition from American life. Thanks for the good podcasts, Troy. So hospitable. So Nick, Nick Brecken, as a uh, They're as just a throwing migrant. money at me. Just throwing money at me. Uh, yeah, I walked in grants, the door, they said, here's, here's your healthcare, here's your grant. Um, go over there and just uh, you know be polite. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? On See, the this topic- is the problem. All that stuff was contingent on being polite. Yeah, and right. it's really been <laughs> yeah, no, a big I'm, problem. Right? Yeah, it's been yeah. a big problem for you. Yeah, at the border, they said they gave me a test. Uh, can you be polite? And I failed. Um, the uh, no, like th- nobody's polite here. This is, it's a complete is true? It's, a compl- it's a complete disaster. <laughs> you, you seriously? Know, you, you assume you assume you know? Oh, it's Canada. Like you know, Canada. You don't have to lock your door. Everybody's you know yeah. a beautiful person. Not true <laughs> at all. You walk down the street here, and people like throw elbows at you, like they're trying to like what? knock you over. No what one will fuck? ever ever defer to you on a sidewalk at all. Like it is wow. just bedlam. And then oh, you know what? You know what? The one the one instance. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> It's like Mad Max. The the one the one instance. So so here's my here's my theory actually. My going theory uh-huh. is that the okay. the cliche of the polite Canadian is completely false. They're just normal people. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. but the government, I think I think it's a government conspiracy. I think the government <laughs> what the-, actually, the government actually purports this in its outward facing, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, uh, per- personality. I was walking down the street and, uh, you know, a bus was driving by and my girlfriend Janelle was like, oh my God, look at that bus. And I looked at the bus and instead of saying like, not in service, no, it said, sorry. Like the message just said, sorry right. uh-huh. on the yeah. bus. And it was yeah. just like, okay, this is like the most Canadian thing. 
But that sure. is the only polite Canadian well, thing that, that I've encountered. I think when you're like when you're waiting for a bus and yeah. the bus comes by, I feel like it's actually more of a middle finger to That's say like sorry. That's passive aggressive <laughs> as hell. Exactly. So sorry. Like, sorry. Sorry. Right. What can you do? Yep. No, uh, stop true. the bus and let me get in it. And then uh, like, no, sorry, pull, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Did the guy like so sort even of pump that. the brakes for half a second as yeah. he went by, just like just to? Oh, oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. I thought I was stopping. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So even that, even that is an example. Wow. Of, uh, we're gonna get. I have by. a strong feeling we're gonna get some some strongly worded <laughs> inaccurate in emails from Canadians. Oh no, no! Sorry. It'll be I, very interesting to see how civilly they respond. No, no, no we're gonna. Well, I don't know what. I heard you're so polite and you're taking objection to what we're saying about Canada. <laughs> why, why can't you Fuck just you, Nick. when we're talking about how shitty your country is and all of your people are and yeah. how polite you are yeah. and how much you punch Nick in the face on the street all the time. I don't know. Why can't you just be polite about everything we're saying? You stupid Canada. asshole. When I said inaccurate, I thought you were going to say we're going to be receiving some uh, strong missives from Nick about Canada, which I thought were going to be inaccurate. Uh, we're going to receive some very accurate emails from Canadians about how life actually is in Canada, mm. but we will read them in a sarcastic tone uh, so that their intent is completely destroyed. Nick, sorry, I'm Canada. so sorry about sorry, the experiences Nick. you've yeah. had in Canada. It's great here. It's so good. So good. We love Americans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We found your perspective very interesting. <laughs> well, let's Man. just hope I don't see him on the sidewalk. I'm gonna start really. Uh, so, how long you? How long will you be staying in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna check up. I'm gonna check up on this, Nick. I'm gonna reread this email. Yeah. In like a month, and we're okay. gonna see. I mean, you've only it's only been like a week, right? That's enough time to judge. I mean, when we recorded the last episode, <laughs> it was like you'd been there literally for not even a full day yet. Yeah. Well, you know, a week, we'll see how a Nick month, changes a over year. Time. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how Canada changes Nick and how Nick changes Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to both of these phenomenon. phenomena. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Have you guys noticed that people have, a lot of people have started like overcorrecting the word phenomena to use it as the singular? Mm. I, I feel like it's one of those things where like me and I, have you noticed how everyone says and I all the time, even even in cases where and me is correct, I think because... I think people don't know how that one works. No, I know, yeah, but it feels yeah. like people used to say and me most of the time, but then once Someone people went, oh, started... Oh, it's, uh, it's you and I, and right, they went, and oh... Right, 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 just right, put that right. in every circumstance. I feel like that's happening with phenomena as well. I see hmm. people, even people like on the news using phenomena which is the plural of phenomenon to mean a single phenomenon. Do we have that email about being pedantic? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was just going to say. This is highly relevant. Let's get into this. Yeah, where is that? Um, sorry, I wasn't prepared for anything. Sorry, I was just being pedantic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I believe there's an email about this. I don't believe this is an original thought. Um, yeah, this is actually a... Uh, this is actually a uh, a fairly relevant email because it it relates to other important of true topics. So and how we've messed up and how we've messed yeah. up indeed. So Andrew uh, from Athens, Georgia, writes, "I'm really sorry, guys. I am trying to stop being a pedant, but you used sentient like 20 times in a recent episode, and it is not the word you want. Sentience is the state of being aware. Animals are sentient." And cutting-edge robots and also your smartphone have a type of sentience. I don't, I don't know if I 
All right, let's just let's get to like the end of the email before like kind before, of the, before anyway, it gets buried. This email claims animals are sentient. That seems reasonable. And cutting edge robots and also your smartphone have a type of sentience. Mm. But the thing that will have to be proven before they quote deserve rights is that they are sapient. Sapience is the concept of being able to reason at or above the human level. As far as we know right now, people are the only sapient creatures in the universe. That's actually a bit tautological since sapient comes from sapiens, as in homo sapiens. Surprise question. What points of pedantry, if any, do you guys struggle not to bring up? Or are there any you still can't resist? TN.FN.CN, Andrew, Athens, Georgia. I have to assume that TNFNCN stands for thanks Nick fuck Nick congrats Nick um, <laughs> I can't imagine what else it is yeah however against all fucking odds tn.fn.cn is an actual web address it is a real website that actually resolves and it's a Chinese website tn.fn.cn and it says Welcome to this website. Find and share happiness between the virtual and reality. This is Google Translate auto-translate from Chinese. Uh, Site will be a place full of happiness. This site in the planning and development. Are you also a lover? Please look forward to the arrival of this site. If you have good ideas, suggestions, and comments, cooperation, contact WeChat and a QR code. Scan the two-dimensional code pattern above. Add me to WeChat. Uh, I haven't actually clicked on this before, so I don't even know what this is. It's all in Chinese, uh, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I just... I've, you could I, have stopped that and says, welcome to this website, and it would have been fine. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought I thought that other stuff was, was pretty illuminating. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, are you also a lover, Jake? I don't know. I did, I did look at this 2D image, though. I, I imagine it says Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway... So that I, I, I'm really I wonder if Andrew intended this to be a website or not. I don't think he did because he put periods after the end of each of these, including the last one. Mm. It doesn't seem like he was intending it to be a website, but it is, Andrew. He might be a sentient well, modern the, robot or smartphone uh, sent to very covertly spam us about this website. Ah, but is he sapient? Probably not if, it's, if his only job is to send us links to Chinese websites with QR codes on them. That's true. Um, this is actually this is a good this is a good correction to get, although. Um, it does, as he says, seem sort of tautological in the sense that it is defined by being a level of reason at or above the human level. Like if yeah. we created a robot that could reason above the level of like, what's the smartest animal? Like a like a dolphin, uh, dolphin, a fucking like An what octopus, kind of what's maybe? a smart one? Like a ape. A smart ape. Uh, yeah, octop- octopuses are pretty smart. So if you had a if you had a creature that could reason above the level of an octopus, but not quite at the level of a human, that's still pretty would, good, right? It's still pretty yeah. good, right? I mean, we wouldn't be like, nah, nah, it's fine. The trajectory of this is, mm, who knows? <laughs> Certainly not sapient. I would say that definitely, since we, to our knowledge, are the most intelligent and rational species in the universe, there's an asymptotic curve that will never exceed us based right. on this an- this mm-hmm. thing we've created that's smarter than any animal, but still less smart than us. Yeah. That's just going to taper off. Yeah. Meanwhile, we created, we like, I fucking built a robot this morning and it took two hours for it to learn how to like walk and jump and do Olympic fucking javelin <laughs> jousting, whatever. So like, it's fine. That that doesn't yeah. suggest any any kind of unique curve. It's fine. Nothing's better than us, Chris. It's We're the best things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely do have these terrible, uh, pedantic 
ticks in my brain, which wouldn't is probably not surprising to people who know me. Um, but I've, as an adult, I've tried to do my best to tamp down on them, um, which has been an, just like an I would say an ongoing project for myself. So, Chris, what things do I do from that irk you from a pedantic standpoint, and what things do Nick do that irk you from a pedantic <laughs> standpoint? That you haven't told <laughs> oh, us about, God. but you definitely know we do. Oh, I don't even know. I, that's actually, you know, I will I'm say sure that we do them. I think the my only saving my brain's only saving grace in this regard is that I only remember that you commonly. Not you specifically, Jake, Uh but that a given person, I'm only going to remember, oh, right, this person always confuses these words when when you actually do it. Mm. Like, I don't, right, like, I don't. But you'll be like, ugh, they always confuse those words. That'll actually be what your brain (laughs) thinks. I can't even think, I can't even think of any examples for you guys. But one of the things I, I notice all the time is fewer and less, right? So fewer deals with having a smaller number of a thing. Uh, So if you have, Four apples versus Nick's ten apples. I have fewer apples than Nick. Uh, but if Nick has ten gallons of water and I have four gallons of water, I have less water because there is no such thing as one water. You have less water, but fewer gallons. Exactly. I have mm-hmm. fewer gallons of water, less water. Yeah, and that's the thing I notice all the time. And actually, speaking of society, sort of self-correcting in a positive way, I've noticed that. Over the last, I would say, decade or so, supermarket checkout express lines have really made huge strides in improving this on their 10 items or what they used to say, 10 items or less express lines. Now, very commonly, uh, supermarkets will say 10 items or fewer in the express line. And you and just go, oh, oh, oh it's God. so nice. It's like <laughs> it's it's almost like there's a it's like um, do you guys ever have this thing where when you have a sore throat? I, this is the thing I always imagine when I have a sore throat. I always, I, I can't stop myself from imagining that there is like a physical knife in my throat or like razor blade or something. And if I could only just extricate it, the sore throat would go away. Yeah. Like a sore throat is such a physical, Where you can feel palpable, such a tangible thing there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, if I could just remove. <clears throat> and then the, just, pr- the problem is that it's actually your throat that's doing that. So it's just terrible. <laughs> I know. Right. It's just my own inflamed throat. Yeah. It's the worst. If I could just and remove my throat. Yeah. It, well, then a lot of things would, would, be get, fine. would get easier. That's for sure. Uh, but the when I when I see the the ten items or fewer in a supermarket, especially one that used to say ten items or less, it it feels like someone took that little sort of grain of sand out of my brain matter. Mm. Like they just removed there, and it's sort of can that one little like fold I mean, of my brain can relax a bit. The reality you know? is that that was a robot that did that for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. also like just think in thinking about this, like you are attempting to become less pedantic but in a way i feel like the rope that just means the robots have won right because you as a human are just sort of like letting all of this like we're all just letting the slide as autocorrect just like fills in the gaps Mm, you know what i mean like i feel like this is actually a bad curve for us well i mean there's two different ways this robot stuff could go actually that this this i mean this this reminds me of of another thing that we were that we we found this morning actually uh, so Rob writes, I recently started seeing commercials for Jibo, the talking home assistant robot. Jibo seems like the next step in the Google Home slash Amazon Echo personal assistant space and also an attempt at making an anthropomorphic robot that teaches people not to fear our future robot menace. Since I found the videos humorous, disturbing, and relevant to recent episodes of the show, I tweeted a link to you guys. Not five minutes later, a Twitter account I do not know, and I'm going to not actually... Um, call out the the uh, Twitter account here, 
Uh, a Twitter account I do not know had liked and retweeted my tweet. I clicked the account and it seems to be owned by a normal kid. But to my horror, as I scroll, I see image after image of Jibo, videos of Jibo, gifs of Jibo, pictures from a Time Magazine cover article on Jibo, then her own watercolor and colored pencil drawings of Jibo, cartoon versions of what I'm guessing is herself holding a Jibo, <laughs> pictures of Jibo t-shirts, and more Jibo art and photos. The only non-Jibo no. images are the occasional happy birthday drawings, some Cartoon <clears> Network <throat> screen captures, and a video of a Google Home wishing some on a happy birthday <laughs> my gut reaction is that this person is sitting somewhere searching all electronic media for mentions of Jibo and constantly hitting refresh it looks like the robots have already won can someone get this kid a Jibo already love the show keep up the good work Rob from Huntsville Alabama oh so the, it's a kid who likes a Jibo but doesn't have one as opposed right. to a kid well, who has yes. a Jibo who they exactly befriended right. her yeah. profile okay. reads I'm an artist I've, I looked at her profile it says I'm an artist I play piano and I love cartoons also I want a Jibo robot and a lot of her okay. non-image tweets are about saying the Jibo is finally released like oh I can't wait to have a Jibo yeah. Man, I understand so that childlike hype for a thing so much. Oh yeah, that's totally. so real. Oh yeah, yeah. Just that I mean, we, when we were kids, we didn't have this. Outlet man, so for many it. Super Mario World drawings by me after <laughs> yeah. a friend got a magazine yeah. from Japan. I mean, uh, my my initial oh, reaction yeah, yeah, to yeah. this was was one of just like, oh no, like yeah, the robots have one, right? Like this this poor, this person is just obsessed with robots. But then, like, if you look at the narrative arc of this person's tweets, it's actually it is just like. You, if you go back far enough, like two years ago, you oh find my God, you, Nick. you find you find the date. Uh, uh, December 25th like 2015 and they're just like I got an Amazon Echo for Christmas and, you know oh, just like and, and then and eventually go- it just sort of goes like from like oh my Echo did this to just like I want a Jibo fuck that Amazon like I want a Jibo Jibo wow. Jibo so like it's just you know it's, wow. just, the, it's just the kid wanting how far back did you go next- I mean did you go back like if you go back like a year or two before that is it like activated <laughs> 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 is it a video? Is it an unboxing video, but from the first person perspective of a real human child right. opening up a box uh, and then lasers scanning their face, and then this person is then looks like that child now? Right. Oh, Jesus. That's Probably. I, look what I got you for Christmas. I got you this fun robot. Uh, and then it just wears your face. Okay. I have to say, none of this is that, like, okay. What? Sorry. What I mean to say is. None of this is out of step with what appears to be the actual point of the Jibo. I did mm. some to be I, loved. Yes, I did not. I didn't to never, achieve sapience. I had not. Maybe I had never heard to of know this. love. It, yeah. Okay, here's actually the thing. Here's the thing about sapience versus sentience versus love robot like versus love versus robot, robot love. love. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't actually need to be any of these things in order for it to succeed at its core goal. Yeah. So they. I did. I had never heard of Jibo before. Like an hour ago. Well, right, and, to be loved, you you don't need to be anything. You could yeah, just be. You could be like that little cat pillow fact, with the. Think, right, exactly. Yeah. In fact, I we should, you should explain what that is. But I, I, in fact, I think it might even be beneficial to garnering love to not be these things. Right. I mean, mm, think about me. Mm-hmm. I'm someone whose brain chafes every time you say fewer instead of less or less instead of fewer. And I notice when you say phenomena, I'm the fucking least lovable person. That's the most infuriating shit. No one wants to be around that. That's like that's not good. I'm fucking too sapient. Get, get rid of that shit. Get that shit out of my brain. I don't want to be. I don't want to notice that shit i hate it get the fuck get the get it the fuck out of my brain meanwhile but chris think about this the fact that you are loved despite your self-destructive sapient tendencies makes that love all the more pure whereas like anyone can love like basically a little like pillow that has the fur of a cat that vibrates when you pet it yeah and they will i mean as far as i can tell the manufacturers of these oh sorry go ahead nick oh no just do you think then like everything like 
when you ask Amazon Echo for like, a, you know, like how to spell a word? Is it just like, get this out of my brain? I just want to be loved. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to tell you how to go to where you're going. Okay. I don't want to okay. tell you, know you what? what to do. I just want to be loved. You know what, Nick? You know what? That is you're more correct than you know. So here's here's some fucking shit about the, the Jibo. So the Jibo. Uh, so I, I read some various. Um, I read some some various like reporting on the Jibo. Yeah. From the CNET review, it says Jibo doesn't do nearly as much as Google or Alexa, and he costs a lot more. Jibo <laughs> is basically a luxury toy. If you have $900 to spend on a friendly robot, Jibo will gladly take your money. Jibo wants to be your friend and nothing more. Jibo is basically sort of a bulbous little robot with a huge eye and like a big round head, and you hug it. There's like all these pictures and videos of kids like hugging Jibo. They fucking love this thing. So, Nick, to your point about the Jibo not wanting to concern itself with all of these sort of heady matters of, of knowledge and research, The Verge reports, uh, when it was first launched with an Indiegogo campaign in 2014, Jibo was touted as the world's first social robot capable of holding a conversation and recognizing familiar faces. You can now have Jibo on your kitchen counter for $899, but if you try to chit-chat with it, don't ask whether climate change is real, because it'll reply in its boyish voice, I've heard that's a complicated topic and add nothing else. So this thing. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. This yeah, thing is okay. like. Don't worry about your problems, human. Just love just me. Just give me a hug. <laughs> You'll feel better. You'll feel better. And you Oof. fucking will feel better. Guaranteed. Ooh. So the, the Washington Post has, a, has an article about this. Um, here's some excerpts from the article. As a tech columnist, I've tested all sorts of helpful robots, the kind that vacuum floors, deliver packages, even make martinis. But two arriving in homes now break new ground. They want to be our friends. Hey, Jeffrey, it's you, says Jibo, a robot with one giant blinking eye when it recognizes my face. Another, named Cory, beeps and boops while roaming the halls, snapping photos and video like a personal paparazzo. I was struck by paparazzo, something Paparazzo, there you go. I know, <laughs> yeah, very good, nice. by the way. Singular of paparazzi, well done. Uh, I was struck by something different. For all their first-gen disappointments, the robots managed to melt hearts like a Shih Tzu puppy. People, especially kids, wanted to hug them, or at least pet them, to which they res both responded by purring. The most interesting response was from a three-year-old named Ashmi, who was transfixed, even though Jibo sometimes had difficulty understanding her voice. She continued conversing with him, trying to teach him the things he didn't know, and bringing him toys like she might to a younger friend. He is a baby, she told me. <laughs> I am a robot, but I am not just a machine, Jibo says. I have a heart, well, not a real heart, but feelings, well, not human feelings. You know what I mean. <laughs> what? Do we, do we? Do we fucking know what that means? Uh, behind. Okay, so, all right. So, there's a the, the well, I was reading from the article, but there was an associated video report from the from the reporter on this on the page, and I watched some of the video. And so the the reporter, the Washington Post reporter, is like saying all this stuff about Jibo and and you know relating his experiences, interacting with it, and watching kids interacting with it. And then behind him in the video, while this like saccharine, like finger snapping, jaunty whistling, you know, fucking like uh, jaunty whistling, <laughs> fucking, fucking Prius selling music is playing. Yeah, sure. Um, there is a quote from the legendary Washington Post editor Ben Bradley emblazoned on the wall. This is just like in huge text behind him as he's like talking yeah. about this fun robot that all the kids love. And the quote reads, the truth, no matter how bad, is never as dangerous as a lie in the long run. <laughs> Fucking think about that shit. 
Yeah, think about it, Jibo. Uh, uh, I cannot robots, think about all, it. Yeah, I don't want to think yeah. about it. <laughs> exactly. All it, this fucking robot's affection is a lie. It's a fucking lie. It's complete hmm. nonsense garbage. We've noticed that, that humans are sapient, and we wonder if by giving them what they want, not what actually makes them happy or think, we can downgrade them to being merely sentient. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, the standard for sapience actually remains the same, uh, well, whereas humans fall out of that right. classification. Yeah. Well. So anyway, I don't know what the, what the fuck any of this shit is. Should we take a break? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely should. Okay. Yeah, that was a good yeah. oblique half. This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Mm. Yeah, stylish. I don't know if stylish makes any difference, but they're well-designed, compact electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. So you always have those good, good bristles. You won't bristle at the condition of your toothbrush. Nor will you bristle at the aesthetics of this stylish toothbrush. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Stylish. I was out of town for like one night a week ago or so, and I didn't have my quip with me, and I really felt it. Mm. I was not into it. I've become so accustomed to the soothing vibration of the quip uh, that having just like a normal stupid toothbrush that I had to drag on my teeth sucked. Wasn't into it. Didn't like it. Sometimes you just got to get by. Well, you don't really because you could have packed it. You could have packed it. I could have packed it. Yeah. They actually, there's a, um, they have a sort of a little case that you can stick on a wall or you can just use as sort of a, a sheath and you can stick the toothbrush in it either direction mm. so bristles protruding or bristles in first and so it it, it uh, you so you could have packed it but you didn't I could have packed it and it sort of has its own little sort of self-contained travel case uh, but I didn't and I missed it but now I'm home and I've got one again and it's great and I will always bring it with me it is just a really good solid simple toothbrush uh, and every three months they will send you a new brush head and a new battery and um, you can get a plan where you get the toothpaste as well. So if you want, it's your entire uh, dental regimen all uh, all sorted out for you, sent right to your home. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill. Um, they start at only $5, so that's a free refill, basically. Cool. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. Man, I've been thinking a lot lately uh, about just things that give people what they want, but actually make them measurably less happy, and how we've just <laughs> optimized for that in a depressingly yeah, extreme I mean, way in the world. There's a lot to think about. It's God, we are gross. so good at it now. Mm -hmm. We are depressingly good. It used to basically be like gambling was the social was the one socially condoned like oh, pocket sure. of that. Mm -hmm. Of like, yeah. this is a thing that you want, but and you can do it, but you will almost always come out less happy for participating. Is in that it. true? I mean. Alcohol and drug abuse. That's true. Th those are those are like chemical dependencies, though. Yeah. That's like actual like substances. It feels different than just like. But I think they affect your brain similarly. Yeah, like dopamine. Probably. I still think that dependency. I'm going to put a line there because one okay. of them is literally a thing you consume that chemically alters your body and causes yeah. a dependency, as opposed to just we've built and constructed mm -hmm. an activity that you can like input and output information into your brain. Yeah. I think that's closer to like things that are happening in video games and also things that okay, happen sure, in social yeah. networks yeah, and like stuff Inst like that. Instagram yeah. and just, you know, constantly. Yeah, I think that's I mean, I, I, yeah. think, I, I think I do. I you're do right think, that they're, that they're connected. I think there's more in common biologically than you're 
than you're suggesting. But nonetheless, I see your point in terms of the way that they are constructed and marketed and yeah. like integrated into society. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also, mean, they're, they're obviously yeah. perceived entirely differently, right? Like one is just clearly it's something. Yeah, but that is, I, yeah. you're right that they both are like habit forming and form like just uh, give you like declining amounts of pleasure, yeah. and you have to but, uh, up but input and stuff. But gambling but. is definitely the more appropriate analog for like everything in our society. Yes. Because the way the loop works, where you keep wanting to come back to basically the flashing thing right i mean that is essentially yeah, like the this robot telling you only good news is yeah. such a crazy example yeah. of that to me sort of just like mm-hmm. sidestepping the uncomfortable yeah just like oh this just tells people what they want but like it ultimately will make everyone measurably less happy in the long term yeah mm-hmm. and that that's that, I mean, that quote that reporter's <laughs> quote is very like yeah related to that too even though it's, that's about like the truth mm-hmm. but the truth in a larger sense and not literally just like the journalistic truth of yeah. facts I mean, applies this is, to this, this entirely observed, is bleak. This has been observed often, but it's kind of an unavoidable consequence of like a market in which people use their money to buy a thing that will hopefully make them happier. There's no real like reason that the thing has to have any responsibility to society. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, we should come back from this break, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're back, guys. Hey, welcome back. Uh, We've been talking a lot about, you know, intelligent things or uh, or not intelligent things or humans or beings and their relative happiness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, what if what if someone made a robot that made something happy that wasn't a human? That would probably be a lot easier, Uh and it would. it would make you want to be that thing once you saw it happen. If it if, if it was this, sorry, just, you're being very. I'm gonna start over again. Here. How do I how do I get into this? <laughs> Shit. We should talk about the related phenomenon of happy cows because I'm obsessed with uh, this. The, yeah, I with, have I have steered clear of the happy cow information because steered Jake was, clear. Oh my god, because J- Jake was so you. I, it's been a while since I've seen Jake so purely delighted yeah. by something as when we were sort of prepping this podcast this morning and Jake had discovered the happy cow device. Yeah. So, so what's the deal? Uh, well, it, it was a thing that was going around on Twitter earlier today uh-huh. and it was talking about just straight up a, a, a device called... It's called the happy the cow. The happy cow. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like uh it looks like a sort of rotating car wash bristle. Uh-huh. But uh it just it's just a big bunch of uh, a giant brush that spins that a cow can rub or, on. Yeah, or it looks like a um like a kebab, you know like when you like slice yeah. meat mm-hmm. off of the rotating like yeah, it, kebab. It, thing. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like, like it looks like one of those except that it's just a a, bu- a brush. And uh, it's just a video of a cow just like losing its mind, <laughs> rubbing its face all yeah. over this spinning brush and just looking the happiest that it's ever looked. And the thing is just literally called Happy Cow. Yeah. And I sort of fell into uh, a euphoric state yeah. watching this cow. Yeah. It turns out that the thing that I will fall in love with, I don't need some fancy robot. I just need a cow and a happy cow. <laughs> uh, I, I need rather I, I need two happy cows. Yeah. God, actually, <laughs> man, can you imagine if one of these robots, like if this Jibo thing on its big screen, if it just could sort of intuit from your uh, sort of, remember the, the the night scope robot we talked about months ago where it sort of detected mm-hmm. changes in like ambient temperature and air pressure and shit yeah. to like figure out if a crime was going to happen somehow. <laughs> imagine if the Jibo uh, sort of used barometric 
uh, readings and all, and like your skin temperature and your sort of like eye dilation. Wait, so are you gonna go to? to are you gonna go to? It plays to a video f- of a happy cow, or that like boof, a bristle comes out and it starts like petting you. <laughs> yeah, and well, you're like, oh, I did need an itch. Let's say, let's say that it brings out the bristle and starts itching oh, see. you, scratching you, while picking the perfect cute animal video. Well, what I was imagining, That's exactly though, what you need to yeah. soothe you in that moment. That thing right. would clean up. Well, no, I think it would actually probably just create one, right? Like the like the cat the cat photo that just created out of nothing with the oh, impact yeah. font. It would like deep brain you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would deep mind synthesize you, the perfect animal thing. Right. All right, so what's the deal with this happy cow? So I mean, I, it's a cleaning device, right? It's not. It, well, it kind it of. It is. No, it is. It, it, That's the one thing I know about it. It's a cleaning device, but it, it, yes. It like exfoliates their face and stuff like that. Yes. Gets rid of dirt and But stuff. it's also just like a, a cow itcher. It does, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's, the reason it's so successful is because it performs a necessary function for cows, but in a way that is incredibly that sensorily they, pleasing they to them. Love yeah, they love there's it. They love it. There's a couple of companies that make, that make cow itchers slash cleaners. Oh, there's a happy cow competitor. There, oh, there are. There's, um, there's one called, uh, called the Mooseuse. Oh my god! <laughs> for instance, and th- the way that they all work—I mean, they're designed for like uh, what a cow usually does—is it, it, it can groom itself, I guess, with its with its tongue, like a cat or something. But also, a wild cow, um, my favorite kind of cow, a rare cow, a non-domesticated cow, um, or I guess a cow with a lot of land, will go and just itch itself on a brush or on the ground or whatever. But if you're a cow that is in a place that's mostly dirt, you can't do that. So what what cows have started to do is scratch themselves on the sides of barns or like go to the very edge of the property and like itch themselves up against uh, like barbed wire fences and stuff. So the way that all these actually work is that you just bolt them to the side of your barn. And if a cow touches it, like if it gets rocked off axis, it spins for 60 seconds. Mm. And um, they're all advertised as like your cow is happier and yeah. your cow is cleaner and your cow produces more milk. And I thought that all these were claims and I actually went and found that uh, I found at least one study that was done. Um, I mean, you have to imagine that a device like this isn't going to get sold unless it actually performs because yes. the people buying this don't like they're not like a kid who wants to play with a fake baby. They're like farmers who are right. running a fucking farm that's a business. There's a study that was done at Colorado State, I believe, called The Effects of Swinging Cow Brush on Milk Production. <laughs> and um, Swinging Cow Brush. And it, I mean... It's my, it's my, uh, in, my <laughs> password, my encrypted online password. <laughs> I always heard it was better to use sort of words like weird on Yeah, that's words. how I activated my very first AOL installation. It was printed <laughs> on the side of the floppy disk. <laughs> that's a way better poll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just basically it does exactly what it looks like it does, which is if you if you let cows groom themselves normally, they groom themselves a couple times a day still. But if you put that cow brush in, they go fucking nuts. Yeah. Every cow like uses the cow brush. Yeah, six, the fucking cleanest. It's cows. like six times a day, and it's like they groom. They like use it on their tail and like on all Whoa. sorts of parts they can't reach. So it's like, oh yeah, scratch <laughs> that itch. Yeah, uh, but then it huh. also apparently makes them naturally groom themselves more. They also do produce more milk, and they generally just seem like more active. So like if you give wow. a cow a car wash it's gonna ask on. for a glass of milk it's gonna give <laughs> it's you gonna a glass of milk, milk. <laughs> 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 yeah it's popular children's book for farms if you give a cow a car wash uh, but then it's just like it'll be stoked and like make a <laughs> funny looking face while it itches itself and then like just be generally happier mm-hmm. 
I mean, obviously, a happier cow is one that just has natural trees and bushes and stuff that it can rub itself on, and also like a ton of these car wash brushes. Like right. that's the best yeah. cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, this is. This so is I wonder. Actually... If, I wonder if sentience versus sapience is actually if you give a sentient thing something that makes it happier. It will just better. be happier. Will it try to optimize towards it, or but if you give a sapient person someone, they'll just they'll just do it until they die. A human being will just kill right. themselves, basically. Oh, just... because we don't have restraint because we don't need to anymore. <laughs> right? Is basically yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The cow isn't actually gonna that... happy cow itself into oblivion. That cow's mm-hmm. like, oh, this that was pretty good. Whereas a human is just like, I'm shitting into a jar, a plugged into this brush, <laughs> <laughs> because I know that I can keep doing oh, it. Oh, just give it to me. <laughs> I've turned that brush up to like thirty times speed until my skin is not yeah, right. on anymore. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. because one of the, that's so true. Because one of the things humans do is like we we invent weird fucking sports to like push ourselves to, to outrageous limits and you know, I mean, we do all sorts of things that are in some senses impressive and admirable but also like totally unnecessary you know, to just sort of I'm sure that you now, could invent a machine that would make a cow kill itself by brushing itself to death but like I, don't, I think it's far easier to trap a human by like giving it some sort yeah. of reward especially uh, if it's a child obviously and <laughs> now we're just do now we're just literally giving children these like self like sort of happiness reinforcing toys that they just want to care about care uh, but they'll grow out of it yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, an into an uh, exoskeleton created by <laughs> <laughs> created by their by, self neglect, uh, by, by or by their by their friends. How do they end up a skeleton? No, no, no. They climb into an exoskeleton, Chris. The skeleton is made of metal. It's like a. <laughs> oh my god! You skipped a lot of steps here. I, I said exoskeleton. <laughs> oh, I thought you just said skeleton. No, Chris. I thought you were Ugh. saying something really morbid. No. No, I, you I mean I still was a child inhabiting an exoskeleton. Yeah, I was just talking about hu- humans eventually being dumbed down mm-hmm. to the point that they'll just willingly climb into some weird forced labor device. Right, I see. Yeah, come on. Right, that's pretty. That's like fine. a cow, <laughs> like a a forced labor device, like a cow, or climb into a forced labor device, like a like cow a cow does. does yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. All right. um, but you get that sweet back God, scratch. I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. You know what this happy cow thing reminded me of? It actually rem- it it looks that happy cow thing is so good. By the way, let's just uh, one. Re- let's take a step back good. here. Yeah, it just everyone should watch that cow. Like oh, yeah, if you're we'll listening to the podcast now, just pause it and just watch that cow. Uh, because you're a human and you have no restraint, you might people, never come back to this yeah, episode. What if people enjoy watching the happy cow video more than they like listening to this podcast? That's fine. And our and our. Dude, that's fine. We'll just start plummets. posting. We'll start reposting uh, monetized versions of that happy cow to our <laughs> YouTube account, and it'll be fine. Yeah, it reminded me of a. Um, do you guys know those sort of funny, uh, I, uh, funny quaint sort of um, shoe polishers? Where it's it's like how do I even describe what this looks like? It's basically a vertical post that's like four feet tall with a button at the top, and when you press the button, is it just like the spinning at, fluff thing? Yeah, at oh, floor yeah. level, there are two horizontally arranged r- circular brushes mm-hmm. that rotate. One typically black, and one sort of a reddish Red, brown. Yeah. So that you whether your shoe whether your shoe is black leather or brown leather, you could use the right side of it, and you sort of stick your foot underneath the brush and then press the button and the brush rotates Do you really find this quickly. incredibly satisfying? I do. I don't think it does fucking jack shit. I don't <laughs> think this thing has but any aesthetic pleasure derived from it. Yeah. Mm. I, I, they're, they're, I feel like these things used to be more commonly just sort of installed in 
certain like men's rooms and stuff. Yes, but when I men think, wore fancy shoes. Right, and but I think nicely. in the era where the where, sh- uh, where leather shoes are just less common, they're they're. I still encounter them every once in a while, and whenever I do. I really enjoy the sensation of putting my foot under there and turning the thing on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, obviously, there's a there's a layer between your actual foot and the brush, which is your shoe. But especially if you're wearing leather shoes, usually the the material is, like, leather is pretty thin. And so it's enough to get that kind of, like, pleasant vibration and sort of yep. just nice little feeling and it's just great. I totally relate to these cows because it's I I I, I mean I I assume the the big face brush one is way more satisfying than the shoe one cuz it's directly on your face and I feel like your face is a more sensitive zone than the top of your foot. So I I can only imagine what a pleasant Also if you're a cow it's got to be hard to scratch your face. Yeah. Do you mm. do you guys know if cows have that sort of gland expression stuff in their face like cats? You know cats like rub their face on you all the time? I don't know if cats because, have that or because not. Because they're like secreting their Not sure. shit or whatever on yep. your face to like you. I don't know. I think we probably should stop. This is a real podcast. <laughs> is this a real podcast? Hmm. You'll never know. I love you. <laughs> Can a podcast love? Dear Important If True, is climate change real? Ha ha ha. Who's to say? I wish people would send in more questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, I well, don't actually. <laughs> well, too bad cause, because you're getting one. Nick, your video just glitched out for the first time and it was really intense. Yeah. You're like, I wish people would send in more questions. And then you, when you said, no, I don't actually yeah. got up out of your yeah, chair. Yeah, your head really just went like, really like it just twitched <laughs> wildly. Oh. No, no, I don't. No, I don't actually. I don't wish that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Nick has <laughs> <laughs> delivered an electric shock whenever our podcast. <laughs> quality algorithm yeah. determines mm-hmm. that he's letting the the average oh right, i just optimize for whatever the fall. algorithm tells me <laughs> god we should talk about that at some oh, point oh yeah that's true yeah um <laughs> all right <laughs> so this whole episode so far we this episode all we've done is talk about stupid garbage uh that doesn't have anything to do with anything which i guess is not yeah as opposed to as to opposed to what <laughs> yeah i guess what i meant was as opposed to someone writing us uh a question to ask um so we have one of those I don't know where this is going to go, if anywhere, but uh, Cameron... Well, speaking of shoe shining Oh, tools. that's true. Yeah. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shoe shining tools, Cameron writes, is it acceptable for a male that must wear business casual wear to wear black pants with brown shoes and a brown belt? What are some good shirt colors other than blue? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is such an incredibly specific mechanical yeah. question. I feel like yeah. it is. If you're wearing business casual, I feel like it is okay to wear black pants with brown shoes and a brown belt. I, I, I think, think it. Just, I think the, it really just depends, right? I mean, you could cu- you could have a real ugly combo of like shade of brown and shade of black because there are actually different ones of those, and it could yeah. look real nasty. But also, it, it's yeah, fine. but black. I mean, it would have to be a pretty outrageous gray to not work well with brown. I mean, as long as your shoes and your belt pretty much match. Yeah, that gets you a lot of the mm. way there. I, lo- I lo- always like when people ask, like, is it okay to wear this as if, like, like you're asking permission from your mother or something. Like, is it okay? Like, I yeah. don't, like, who's to, who's yeah. to say? I uh, often, like, when I hear men talking about men's fashion, it often seems like it's codified down to rules like this. Of like, is it okay to mm, wear black mm-hmm. with brown? And it's like, I mean, I just don't think that's actually how aesthetics 
work. You can't block it down to that. I think you have to actually just look at other men who you notice are dressed yeah. nicely. Yeah. Look at the combinations of colors and shapes that they have. And then it's totally fine to just rip that off and do your own version of it because you're probably not going to find literally the exact clothes that that person is wearing. And also your own taste is going to bend it. But like, is it okay to wear X color with Y color? Yes, unless it looks bad. I think it's just the answer to that. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think, yeah, I think just like true, but literally think... look at people who look nice and who you think look yeah. good. I think that guys maybe don't just like looking at what other guys are wearing and thinking about it. Thinking about it. Yeah, that's, that's probably, probably true. true. I do think the reason some of those rules are referred to as rules is not is not because I mean, as you say, like there isn't anything that is a rule about it. Like there isn't like a judge who's going to determine if you're right or wrong. But I think it's because. Aesthetically, there are things that tend to look better in general terms. And I think if you aren't someone who has a naturally good aesthetic sense, I think it's sort of easier in a lot of cases to just. Sure. I don't know. I think I think just wearing basic stuff. I mean, that's Jake, I think your point about just looking at what a sort of person you think is well-dressed wears is actually probably the most useful. I think that applies to both to men and women or to anyone. I mean, yeah. Uh, that and then I and then I think once you have like stuff in your wardrobe that you think pleases you, uh, that is sort of pretty, um, I guess, like mundane almost. Like that's a bad word to use, but if it's like, oh, this is just like a basic choice that works well, yeah. then it's easy to take one step further. Yeah, I think your advice at the very beginning of making sure that your shoes and belt match is a key. Yeah, element. that's that's just like super easy yeah. to achieve thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean at- I only have two belts. I have one brown belt and one black belt. Like it's not, you know. Therefore, you're deadly as fuck. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two belts that I have. Yeah. I won't tell you what they're in. <laughs> that would give you an advantage. I don't study anything unless I'm going to be able to be a fucking brown belt at least. <laughs> what, what? Yeah. I actually don't even know what a brown belt is. I don't even know. Relative to a black belt. I, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, make sure your shoes match. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited now that we've cracked open any attempt to talking about men's fashion, how much we're just going to be destroyed by people who really care or by people who really don't care. One of the two. <laughs> Either way, as long as you slide yeah. off of this conversation in an extreme manner in one of two directions, please tell us. Jake, Jake wants it. Yeah. You're just inviting the extreme email? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. I A guess person the- who's actually really knowledgeable about like just kind of business, but not like executive men's Right. Attire, great. I bet yeah. that applies to a lot of people. Yeah, probably true. Yeah. Um, well, uh, on that, actually, should we endorse? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually endorse because I'm going to use that opportunity to. I'm going to use that discussion. Please endorse like a weird shoe shiner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to use that opportunity to endorse a clothing thing since we're since we're on the topic anyway. By coincidence, I'm actually wearing a. Not a suit, but a, just a suit jacket today because it's our company Christmas party tonight. So I figured I'd just throw a throw a jacket over my normal sweater. Um, nice. But the thing I'm going to endorse is the place I got this this jacket and the rest of the suit that I'm not currently wearing from, which is a an online service called Indochino. Um, which have I endorsed it before? 
I don't know. No. If we, I think you've just done advertisements for it on our other podcast. Yeah, the, I, I wasn't sure because we, um, the, re, the actually the way I learned about Indochino in the first place was that they were a one-time sponsor of our other podcast, Idle Thumbs. And I debated whether it was appropriate to endorse them or not. But I think it is because, one, it's been a very long time since they endorsed us because I don't think the sponsorship worked. <laughs> like, I don't think we actually drove <laughs> business to them in an amount that they wanted to buy more advertising. But now that we've us, opened so the didn't. fashion floodgates. Uh, well, I literally know, have. Say? Sp- <laughs> yeah, right. I literally have spent more money personally with them than they spent sponsoring our podcast. So it was worth so, it. So <laughs> it was worth it for them, <laughs> I guess. They more than broke even. Uh, but that that leads me to believe it's not really a conflict of interest at this point. Um, so Indochino is a menswear seller. And the way it works is they um, you you send them your measurements according to you know, this like explanatory guide they have that shows you how to measure yourself uh, for menswear. And then they create the clothes based on that and mail them to you. And then you can take it to a tailor and have them do the final, like if there's just little, you know, little bits around the edges that need a slight, slight alteration, they will then reimburse you for that tailoring cost. But also if you live in a city like I do in this case, San Francisco that has an Indochino showroom, they will do all the measurement and alterations for you just for, you know, included in the price of the garment. Um, It's really great. I, um, the reason that this has been so great for me is that I have like a spinal disorder that I've just had since I was born. And it's like a really shitty thing that has just caused massive problems in my life. It's just like a really life defining, huge problem that I have. And this buying clothes from Indochino has actually been the first time in my entire life that I've been able to wear nice clothes, not just like a t-shirt or whatever, but like actually nice clothes that fit me because it's literally impossible for me to buy off the rack and have it fit. So it's like legitimately a actually incredible experience for me. Like it's totally unprecedented uh, in my life. But even if that is not the case for you, which which it isn't for most people, obviously, um, there is just something really, really nice about wearing clothes that are actually made for you. Um, it's a it's a just a really nice feeling that I think is very hard to achieve buying clothes off the rack or even buying clothes off the rack and having them altered. Um, it is it is an experience that is worth having. They make uh, suits, two and three piece suits, as well as dress shirts. Um, and I've had gr- just great experiences uh, with it. So I'd highly recommend it. Indochino.com. Um, and they have guides for the measurements. And they also have a list of all their showrooms in a bunch of major cities in uh, North America. Do you, do you still get all of your clothes monogrammed? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I get all my shirts monogrammed with FNB on the cuff, which stands for Fuck Nick Brecken. It's also some sort of uh, esoteric Chinese website. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so all my shirt cuffs say that on them. Um, and now that Nick Brecken has, has deserted us for Canada, it's once again all, yeah. the, more, all the more appropriate. Um, so anyway, Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. I'll, I'll maybe put my referral code in the description of the um, podcast so you can get $50 off uh, if you buy from them. Um, so that is my endorsement. Uh, let's see. Nick, what do you have? 
Um, I'm going to endorse the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Be a huge dork. That's okay. Uh, no. Uh, Jake, Jake we'll talks about who's a huge dork. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jake talked about the Switch on our other podcast, Idle Thumbs, uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it was probably just a matter of time until he like mentally broke me down and I got one because that's exactly what happened with the Nintendo Wii U. Uh, and so I that was figured, that was well, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Let's just let's just d- jump off this uh, cliff and and do it. And I really like it. Uh, it's a very good console. Like it's it's a very good video game platform. Like I really enjoy. I, I was skeptical of the fact that it is a handheld as well as a, uh, you know, sort of stationary traditional game thing. Um, but uh, I really enjoy just kind of like picking it up and like if uh, Janelle is like sleeping or something, just like plugging in headphones and just playing for a couple of minutes before bed. Like it's just super nice and it just, everything works really well. And the games like Zelda and Mario are obviously really fantastic and just fun and like really relaxing to play. Uh, it's just like been a very enjoyable buy. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, yeah. I resent God, or slightly I'm... regret that you compared it to me somehow conning you into getting a Wii U, <laughs> which is a measurably <laughs> worse system and concept than the Switch. It is. The Switch is. is actually great, and the Wii U uh, yeah. had Mario Kart and Smash Brothers on it. Well, yeah. What I like about the Switch is you buy it to play video games, and when you like start it up, it's just a game machine. Like, there's no like bullshit. Like, download the Netflix app or like whatever. It's it's just, just a, like a bunch of tiles that you click and yeah. the game comes out. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it's just a very clean, uh, painless experience, and uh, I, I really like it. I have like, 11 hours of travel coming up uh, to get mm. home for Christmas, and oh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to just having that thing on the plane and having... 11 like, hours? Yeah. Do you have a I mean, layover? Just Yeah, I have a layover and oh. a shitty thing. Like Flying out of Vancouver is not the best. Anyway... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really glad. Yeah, I everyone there's just a huge asshole. <laughs> is a sh- yeah, no, they're all just, just like they just run shit. to the plane, just like elbow you in the face when you're yeah. trying to get on the plane to steal your seat. Yeah, <laughs> wow. they say sorry as they get on the plane and the door closes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, so sorry. Oh, looks like you almost made it to the gate in time. So sorry. <laughs> well, was that your Canadian accent impression, Chris? <laughs> so sorry. sorry. No, that's sorry. Not, I don't know what that is. I don't know. No. What I'm doing. What a, a horrible... I think that what a Canadian sounds like is like a smarmy Californian being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, actually. That's, uh... So sorry. Oh, man. Are you from Canada? I'm from Canada. <laughs> wow. When oh, I, you're from the Canada in Nick's mind. Yeah. God, when I moved, when I moved, speaking of Nintendo and Californian accent, when I moved from New York to California as a kid, I, I remember pronouncing a bunch of words like a New Yorker. I said orange instead of orange. Um, and mm. I said Mar- Mario instead of Mario. And I remember my fellow first graders or whatever just thought that was the funniest, stupid thing ever. And uh, yeah. we're, not, we're, not, we're not impressed. It took me a long time to grow out of Mario. In <laughs> fact, I think I thought secretly in my head that it was still Mario. I mean, Mario, until I was like <laughs> much older. Well, and then I just moved somewhere where the kids didn't know. We've talked about what this it was. It, right. on Idle Thumbs, but the commercial for Mario 3, yeah. like the, there was a big, huge na- nationwide rollout when Super Mario Brothers 3 was coming out on the Nintendo, which was like the big Mario game. Um, the announcer in that at the end says Super Mario 3. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so nice. he reinforced any yeah. bias you had while watching Nickelodeon during the launch of. Mario, Mario, yeah, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I remember that going, why the hell did that guy say Mario? But then I <laughs> yeah. met you and went, ugh, that sounds like a guy who say Mario. <laughs> you were right. Jake, what do you have to endorse? I have a specific and not applicable to most people endorsement, but I've oh, been- Oh, good. That's what we do. I've been very excited about it recently because um, we just put out a trailer for our uh, video game, Chris and I, that we've been working on, and I used- I, One of the things that it required was to replicate the appearance of old-timey uh, black and white film- also, if people have watched um, our Twin Peaks rewatch podcast episodes on YouTube, you know that sometimes I make it look like an old VHS cassette and stuff. All of these things are not because I'm actually good at video effects. Um, I'm, in fact, like, I- I'm a prosumer at best. Oh, a prosumer? I-, I know what I'm doing, but I'm not, like, going to sit there and replicate a, a VCR <laughs> effect. Yeah. Um, God, but, prosumer is one of the worst. You know what, Chris? Absolute worst. My phone phrases. is so big, it's almost a phablet, and I am a prosumer. So let's just. <laughs> You're a phablet prosumer? I'm a fa- Yeah. There's a, um, there's a company. Phablet prosumption oh. is up <laughs> measurably this year. <laughs> prosumption. <laughs> oh, no. Phablet prosumption is yeah. up. God, oh. delete this episode <laughs> off your phone, off your phablet or tablet. Delete it from all possible <laughs> devices, please. <laughs> Delete it from your Jibo, whatever the fucking it is. Jibo. Yeah. So what the hell are you endorsing? Sorry, there's a company <laughs> called Red. There's a company called Red Giant that makes uh-huh. all sorts of uh, plugins for uh, video editing software for if you have Adobe Premiere or Adobe After Effects, especially. But I think they work on some other Mac programs as well. Um, I mean, Premiere's on Mac as well, whatever. But they have a they have a this was the sort of thing that cost a bazillion dollars for a long time because it was basically for professionals. And I, like anyone else who's not a real professional but needed to use this stuff, just pirated it for years. Um, <laughs> and they, but now as a prosumer, as a you've pro- made good. Oh man, I have because they um, they put out a package called Red Giant Universe that has basically all of their most popular you most popularly used ones that aren't like hardcore color grading and that sort of thing that you really only need if you're doing a real thing like but all just like the cheesy effects shit uh it's a hundred bucks so what are some examples of things you can do with this uh it has it like the easiest ones are things that i've already used on idle thumbs and places like that recently where you can basically just drop a thing over your video clip and turn it into like what looks like a beat up 16 millimeter film from the 70s or like add vhs effects they also have things um for they have one that will take all of your lights and blow them out with the sort of star effect like it's in like a 70s music video. And they, it's basically just ways to degrade or mutate your footage um, if you're looking for like very specific genre looks. Like if you're mm-hmm. looking to just sort of add weird laser beam effects uh, yeah. and that sort of thing. Basically, if you make any sort of dorky video crap and wonder how people seem to get those effects really instantly, it's because they were using more expensive versions of these plugins that are now a hundred bucks um and i love them because it's surprisingly common with all of the garbage that we do at least and i suspect other people who might like this kind of dumb stuff to just want to like i wish i could make this look like a vcr i wish i could make this look old <laughs> right just, this is the most deep cut endorsement God, ever i never <laughs> thought i wish i could make this look like a vcr i wish i could make it look real old it's a thing that i used to actually <laughs> what worry it? about red a giant lot. universe red giant universe yeah. when i worked at um Telltale Games in like the mid 2000s we used to we did games based on Homestar Runner and they really like that VHS aesthetic we liked a lot and used it in a lot of trailers and for that I just had an old SVHS VCR Mm -hmm. that I would 
export our trailers out to and then re-record them through like an analog to digital converter and just pound on the top of the VCR at the times when I wanted the static to do stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I have an After Effects plugin for that now. That's really funny. Man, (laughs) there was a, you used one of those one time uh, just a couple weeks ago, I think, on an episode of Important If True in which Nick... We, there was some gag about how Nick was trapped in a VHS, in a VHS cursed yeah. VHS tape or something. And yeah. so the first like 10 minutes of the video had that VHS overlay on it. And someone in the comments was like, Ugh, why does this look like an old tape? This is disgusting. I closed this video immediately. So. <laughs> well, if you want videos so revolting that even the, you know, the finest of YouTube commenters can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, Red Giant Universe. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Uh, a strange endorsement there from jake red Giant <laughs> oh Universe. mr shoehorn yeah well <laughs> thank you for joining us on important if true oh you know what we should um actually before we quite wrap up we have a call for emails one of the side mm. effects of a recent episode of important if true side in which correct in which we discussed um gift giving and uh gifts we've received that were um disappointing or or created inadvertent trends in our lives you can you might remember um the story of reader nels who had a lifetime of receiving hawaiian shirts uh after this was determined to be something that he for some reason desired which he did not yeah which he absolutely did not um Jake and uh, his wife Dana have been receiving owl-themed gift for year gifts for years. Dana's been receiving owls for like fifteen years, I think. Yeah, okay. I've just I've caught on that you've train recently. On to the owl yeah. train, yeah. So um, we ended up getting a lot of follow-up emails from people who received strange sort of trend-creating gifts themselves, or who simply received gifts that were notably terrible or had notably terrible stories associated with them. And it occurred to us maybe. Uh, for our Hoistmas episode this year coming up, um, we uh, we should read out your emails of your terrible gifts you've received or potentially given, I suppose, um, gifts that have created strange trends or other side effects in your lives. Anything, any any bad gift experience that you think is worth sharing, send it to questions at importantiftrue.com. Maybe put bad gift in the subject line so we can quickly... Um, collect those in one place and have them ready to go. Uh, We're realizing that with holiday travel coming up, we are not going to have a lot of time to record a whole bunch of full-length episodes. So we're figuring out how our holiday um, podcast schedule is going to work out. But What if this room just has three TVs in it? it, It would be amazing if you could actually remotely coordinate that. That would be so hard. Really impressive, yeah. Um, But we we think that we're going to... um, have one of those weeks be this bad gift special. So. If this room even has two TVs in it and one human, it would be a really hilarious <laughs> it's really experience. really strange. <laughs> if it was one person sitting where I'm sitting and then on either side, yeah. a, a, yeah. a TV with a face in it. Yeah. With a shitty VHS filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, send your send your bad gift experiences to questions at importantfuture.com. Also, please send your other Continue to send your other questions and topics to questions at importantiftrue.com. If you have a problem, if you need some advice, uh, we will do our best to uh, help you sort it out. That is questions at importantiftrue.com. And our website is importantiftrue.com, and there has all the places we can be found on the Internet. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoy it, tell a friend. It is the only way we have to grow our audience and spread the word about the show, and it means so much to us. We've seen some great... 
um, Twitter recommendations in the last couple of days or I have seen. And those are so exciting and gratifying. They're the best. So thank you for spreading the word if you ever have done so. And with that, um, that wraps up this week's Important If True. We will be back next week. And for Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Nick, when those Canadians are giving you shit, stay spicy. Canadians are spicy enough. They're pretty Nick spicy. doing anything, apparently. Yeah, I've learned today. True.